It's just the cheese that affects me. Immunity to stress Mm. is given by cheese. The cheese vaccine. It's not a good vaccine. I highly recommend that to no one. (laughs) You heard it here first. Everybody, welcome to the Human Element Kara's podcast on modern marketing. Today, uh, today's podcast is entitled "The One Where Robert Says Goodbye." It's true. This is my last episode as host of the Human Element. And who else would I be joined by for this momentous occasion? But OG City, Chelsea and Jason, welcome both. Thank you so much. Well done there, Chels. Thanks for saying something. <laughs> I was just waiting. Just I was just waiting. Just a shit show from the jump. <laughs> yep. Going forward, the host for the pod will rotate. So you will still be getting the Human Element podcast that you know and love. You just will not be getting the highly annoying nasally tones of Robert Schwartz. So, Chels, you are going to be one of these rotating host people. Have you resigned yourself to that? Because... The word on the street is you are in the mix. Yeah, I think I put that word out on the street because of you. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to bomb as a host. Uh, I'm also excited. My first job will be to get you back as a guest. Ah, there we go. I'm in. I'm in. I will do that. You can never bomb, Chelsea. You will never be able to bomb while I am here. I will save you at every turn. that, That is true. I'm that telling you right true. now, there no trapeze artist in the world has a better net than Jason Oberholzer. There you go. So I made a couple questions. It's always, you know, we just dropped our hundredth, which is a great conversation with Christina Pyle. So if you haven't heard that yet, go backwards and listen to that. But this is obviously difficult and bittersweet and whatever on a, on a lot of different realms. We've done sentimentality in this pod many times at my own <laughs> discretion before. So I'm going to try to stay out of that too much till the very, very end. But I do have a couple questions you guys might be surprised to hear. Are you ready for them? Yeah, I'm ready to be surprised. We have covered so many things in the past two and a half years. And the world has changed so much, both professionally and personally. My question here out of the jump what of those things have been most impactful, either personally or professionally, to the two of you? What has happened to you guys since then? Because, oh, I don't know, you've covered a lot of ground, both of you. So when on the calendar did we start? How long ago does 100 October, episodes take uh, Yeah, October of 2018. Wow. What event in the world or to you personally over the past two and a half years, this is not a pod-specific question, has been most impactful to you? the pandemic the whole thing just like blurs into like one just long 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 month uh, like a never-ending month yeah but I feel like that's completely shifted the way we think about our podcast strategy the way that we interact with even one another yeah eating blocks of cheese has really done a lot to my body (laughs) like that's very impactful I don't like there's been so much high levels of stress that I feel like I'm at a constant pace where like Stress doesn't affect me anymore. Hey, there you go. That's a superpower. Jace. Yeah, this is a this is a tough question given the last year was probably the most impactful in modern human history. Yes. To think about the before times. 
beyond just how impactful 2020 was for everyone, I got married, I moved, my entire life changed in this last two years. So it's very hard to think about all the things that have shifted since we all huddled in a small office in Kara near Grand Central Station, breathing the same air as strangers and thought about what this podcast should be. <laughs> I miss strangers' air. <laughs> I definitely don't. <laughs> I don't think I ever liked it. I really don't. don't. Chelsea, you've covered a lot of ground too. You have had a wedding of your own. You are now in the process of moving. One of the things that strikes me as I was thinking about these questions is how much enjoyment I personally have gotten watching the two of you and talking with the two of you go on your respective journeys covering these major life events that I remember from when I was literally almost exactly your ages. And I have gotten to vicariously live through both of you. And that's been a lot of fun for me personally. So didn't take long for the sentimentality to arrive. I just thought I'd shove it in there. Question one. Question two, we've covered all these things, privacy, brand safety, equity, inclusion, the pandemic, digital strategy, consumer behavior changes, content creation, podcasting, just to name a few. Where do you see the pod heading next? Doing it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> Life is a circle. Life yeah. is a wheel. Spin the wheel. Pick yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do all the same stuff except good this time. <laughs> Imagine if you had a real host. Holy <laughs> shit! How good could this be? No, I think like all of that deserves a refresh at a certain point. I mean, we did it for two years. Like we definitely came back to topics, and things have evolved. And I think things will continue to evolve as we start coming out of you know post-pandemic living. Again, I think that's far off, but I do think that's something that marketers are thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I think everything has to be reevaluated from consumer behavior. I think that will shift. I'm hoping that we continue to open the envelope a little bit with like, you know, more just transparency and conversation and just more thinking versus facts. Cause I think right now no one has all the facts. And the more that we strategically think about things, I think the conversation should evolve that way. I like that. The industry continues to face a lot of headwinds, obviously. What do you see, if anything, changing about that through the balance of 21? I mean, nothing. <laughs> Listen, like, Very helpful. Yeah, I, mean, I tell you I, what, I, uh, I am hammering it with these questions. I'm so proud. These are my last listen, ones. Listen, I graduated in 2008. Uh, I, I love have not the 2008 known, story. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have not known a single year without headwinds in the industry. Like, what, what difference is it going to be? I guess they vary in strength from year to year. Ladies and gentlemen, cue millennial theme music. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Chelsea, you want to follow that up? Oh, I think Jason covered it all. If we're scoring at home, that is cop-out answer number one from Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you're a born host. You don't want to answer questions, so you'd much rather ask them. I don't even know if I like asking them. I'd be no, cool I'm just silent pods. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Human Element, starring Chelsea Radovanovich. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. You can find the pod anywhere you can yeah, listen you to can... <laughs> Like and subscribe quietly. Don't smash that button. Gently caress that <laughs> button to subscribe. We just had the Super Bowl. America's celebration of... All things advertising. Anything stick out in it for you? Budweiser wasn't in it. 
That's the craziest thing to me. I always look forward to Budweiser's ads and they were in it. Well, I mean, the, the, yes the, and no. The, the yeah, I mean, the line extension brands were there, but the, right. but true franchise brand was not there. Yes, I understand why they did it. Well, maybe I do, uh, but I think a lot of brands did that this year. The smaller portfolio brands yep. played a big part. Sat it out. Yeah. No Clydesdales. No Clydesdales. Nope. What do we make of that Reddit spot? I get the intention. It's a it's a little glib. I guess it's just. It's a lot of glib. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I'm trying to be generous here. Yeah. It's a lot of glib. To their benefit or credit, they were on brand. I mean, they were. Absolutely. It didn't but- shock me by any means. Like, it was exactly how I how I go search for things on Reddit. Like, yeah. I had to stop the TV and I was like, wait. And then I had to Google what the hell I just saw. And then right, right. It I was, had to read it, it again. Was, it was very Reddit. Right. It was an impenetrable interface, which made you go, what is this? And then you went and kind of searched around like, oh, okay. Did anyone see Tom Brady's celebration where he couldn't hold his liquor and then had to get ushered out of the... No, so, I did not see this. It's fantastic. All right, this is very topical. It's not a question I had on here. Can we cover uh, a drunk Tom Brady who took over the internet yesterday? I didn't see this. What? Oh. Catch me and the listeners up. So they did the Buccaneers parade, which was a boat parade yesterday. That's fun. We like that. Very Floridian of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tommy had a few on the boat there, out on the water. And uh, he and, uh, you know, the Tampa version of uh, Murph and Sully had a few pops out there on the boat. And uh, Tommy had some trouble walking when he got off the boat. Couldn't find his sea legs, so to speak. Yeah. Well, he deserves it. He looks so happy doing it. Like, you look like a 12-year-old. It was just like, you couldn't even be, like, appalled by it. You were just happy for him. (laughs) This is a guy who he doesn't consume sugar or hydrogenated yep. corn oil or white flour, all the things I've built an entire lifetime consuming. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's allowed a couple few, you know, Bud Light seltzers or whatever he had. One of my favorite Super Bowl stories is uh, how wrong Robert was in his bold predictions. It's bold in two reasons. One, because it was just wrong. And two, because he recorded it two days before the Super Bowl, knowing full well it only gets released after the Super Bowl. <laughs> the best part so, is, is I put it into the social caption because I couldn't <laughs> let him live it down, though. <laughs> so setting yourself up purely for failure. Okay, let's be clear. Yeah. We all know that Joe Biden won the state of Texas in a landslide, as I (laughs) predicted in the election podcast. And we all know that the Chiefs were ahead when I went to sleep and Mm -hmm. then dumps of points occurred Mm -hmm. after that that allowed the Buccaneers to fraudulently win. That's all the news that's fit to print. All right, there you go. All right, let's see if we can get back on track. Hey, Chihuahua. What's the one thing you wish we had covered the past two years? I wish we had gone more deep into gamer culture. Mm. It is we, did, we skirted around it. But we I, skirted it, around it. Yeah. We got close enough to it where we figured out how it should be a part of the things we cover. And yep. I think it is distressingly evident that it is an important culture to understand in these modern times. And I think we could have done more figuring out how it as a cultural force affects all other cultural movements at this moment. I could not agree with you more, Jason. You can lay that at the feet of the 50-year-old man who has exactly zero interest beyond 1982's pitfall. uh, Zero interest in gaming. I have to say that the... Getting gamers on 
they're not fully enveloped with like marketing and advertising. And then getting an advertiser around to talk about gaming, they're not fully enveloped as a gamer. Mm. And there seems to be a gap in having that conversation in our industry because I think that's why it's so interesting to marketers is because they can't understand the cultural influence that really just lives in that ecosystem that I don't think you can just come in as a outsider and really understand it. And if you're a real insider, I don't think they even give a shit about marketing. That's why they love their their gaming world. So I do think there's a gap in, in the industry mm. right now that we're not really overlapping yet. But I kind of think that's the beauty of gaming a little bit too. Mm. I think someone who is successfully in the streamer space, if they said they did not give a shit about marketing, would be protesting too much. You do not survive in the middle of that space without living and breathing the marketing of your own brand every time you get on the microphone. That's why they are where they are. No, I get what you're saying, Jason, but like, I think they are authentic. I think they just, that's their personality. It's really hard to to make a brand out of yourself if you're not already pretty influential just as a, as a human. So I think there is a component of them knowing what they're doing, but at the same time, they're just constantly being themselves at a really crazy rate. Right. You're exactly right. We did not go deep enough on this. One of the things we did learn when we did an episode on it with Swiftor, who was lovely, was that he understood, you know, viscerally that he was a marketer. In fact, I think I asked him a question about, do you realize that the stuff that you do, what works, what doesn't, you know, your, your clicks are up, your clicks are down, was marketing. And, and he, he viscerally understood it. Again, you know, so I, I think there's an appreciation within that community, but I don't think the formal marketing community appreciates enough how important it is and how massive it is. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But it's very interesting to me that being a streamer is, I think, the most sought-after job for, you know, teens in the way that if you ask teens, like, what's the coolest thing to be when you grow up? Right Right. now, streamers probably number one. I think we maybe even had the study which suggested that. It's at least top three, right? In the way that... In years gone by, it would have been a rock star, uh, something like that, right? That it has replaced all those things. And in the definition of what that means to be a successful streamer, when asked about this, teenagers saying, oh, like, I want to be a streamer with brand deals is part of the thing. Like, to be a successful streamer is to have brand deals and do stuff like that and have ads on your social, which is... Again, figuring out how long to stretch out the time period to make the analogy, but it's such a far cry from when you wanted to be a rock star and never sell out and all the other things that used to be cool. It is now cool to get a brand deal. It's now an imprimatur of success to be working with AB and Bev and doing whatever is not the Clydesdale at this year's Super Bowl as a streamer. And so marketing has pervaded even the sense of coolness. Yeah, look, don't bet against marketing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what about those headwinds? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say that the current construct of marketing didn't have challenges, but as a discipline and as a role in American society, don't bet against it. All right, all righty, let's zip ahead here. One of the things that's interesting about the three of us is that we have all listened to every single episode. Pick your favorite. Very first episode. <laughs> Mm. You mean the five-minute little teaser? This is what it's going to be? Yeah, I listened to it again today. Really? Uh, Yeah, I did. Sometimes I like to remind myself. Yeah, sometimes I like to remind myself how it started. All right. I have not done that. And it was really just, yeah, it's kind of nice. It was really just like, obviously, 
evident that Robert just really wanted to podcast and uh, Jason was like, all right, let's do this. And then I was just like, no, thank you. Those personalities have stuck the yeah. entire time. So we nailed our identity right out of the jump. Yeah, we're very authentic, except we can't get brand <laughs> deals. Oh, should we be streamers? Chase. The ones that stick out for me are still the Cadillac one from year one. Yeah. Which is so random, the things that stick in your brain about these. But it was, I think, a transition to us figuring out how to do this podcast well. And so is met by fond memories for me. Sort of all the big round table Kara personalities one melds in my head into sort of one elongated pod with all of our friends and repeat guests in there. And I think those are generally my favorite. The, the trend reporting, the post-CES breakdowns, whenever we have uh, Sarah, Mike, all the others who are many time repeat guests in here telling us the things they know and giving us genuine insight. Those are my favorites. I really like this crew. Yeah, there's no doubt that they have a special place in my heart, those episodes. I would not be truthful if I didn't say Connell Byrne. Oh, yeah. I love that pod. He was spectacular. We were talking about podcasting, which is endlessly interesting to me. We were on a yacht in Cannes, so the setting was magnificent. Jason was so hungover, he could barely function. <laughs> and Connell and I agreed that U2's Bad was about the best song ever recorded, which is absolutely my favorite song. So that was like, that was a coming together of, of the Robert Schwartz world for sure. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Not to toot my own horn, I helped make that happen. So uh, you're welcome on the yacht in Cannes. <laughs> you made them all happen. I, I, I th- that yeah, one. Yeah, but that me... one I was specifically proud of. I got you on okay. a yacht in the middle of France. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> talk did. about podcasting. Talking to him, and he was spectacular. I also have another favorite one. I remember being very unique and very cool when Angela was basically announced as CEO. Yes and did her first dispatch to everyone in the company via this podcast, I remember thinking, what a brave and cool thing for her to do and what a neat use of this podcast. And she was great on it. We broke news. I was especially proud of that because it was like the marketing organization kind of had a plan and executed it and everybody got to be like, oh, huh, maybe that's how we should do this. So yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right. Again, pat on the back to the miraculous Chelsea and Jason for that. All right, ready? Lightning yeah. round one. Dumbest thing I said in the past two and a half years. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even I know. That. I know. I don't even know where I have to go to find that clip again. That's like two yeah. computers ago, but I will endeavor to find the clip. Uh-huh. Good. At my expense. Jace, <laughs> you want to throw anything in there? I mean, beyond predicting Texas. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we need to go beyond predicting Texas. That is easily the dumbest thing I said. (laughs) Biggest blooper. Are you doing uh uh-huh again? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I'd like to. (laughs) Is that an option? Do we have a guest with a massive blooper? Oh, the swearing. Remember the dilly dilly one? It was the first time anyone swore uh, on the pod. Yeah, that, that was, was the fantastic. first time anybody swore on the pod, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We didn't know what to do. I think all of us were just in shock. Everybody knows it. Venezuela is a uh, beep hole <laughs> right now. So, yeah, I don't know how podcast rules work. So no, I, I'm great. adding You've, the beep so you don't have to do it right later. Now. This is fantastic. Yeah. 
we we did put in a beeping policy after Dilly Dilly. What a fun episode that was, though. Uh, wow. was, they were great. They were yeah. great. Worst location. I want to say CES, but the the last year because that room was awful. Oh yeah, it was a big florally print, and it was tiny, mm. and everything just felt old and decrepit. The crossover IBM can episode location was awful. Oh, that was a nightmare. That was in a hotel, right? No, it was like in a in a glass room on the first floor with yeah. external entry. So like any yeah. and the door when it closed sounded like <laughs> like 400 pounds. It was like clong. And yeah. there was six hour old, you know. Egg salad, yeah, mayonnaise laden, <laughs> just baked in the sun. Oh my God, Almighty! Yeah, just like the rotting remains of <laughs> client meetings past, sitting on a <laughs> rolling cart in the corner. It was that was awful. That was awful. Yeah, that was a bad. That was bad. That was bad. Most listened to episode, Chels. All right, the virus episode one. Ah, the virus. The virus. Wow. Yes. No, the pandemics help business. All right. <laughs> oldest and youngest guest. Oldest is easy. Is that our friend at AccuWeather? Yes, AccuWeather guy. He was fantastic. He was 80. Chels, youngest. I'm going to count the lovely and talented guest star of a couple episodes, Ms. Charlotte, who weighed yes. in at 17 to explain her Christmas tree house decorating lighting <laughs> methodology. A highlight. Really enjoyed that. <laughs> that was a, I could yeah. tell you two could have done 20 minutes on that. Oh, I really could have. I was just getting <laughs> warmed up. <laughs> Best thing one of our parents said about the pod. Wow. My dad texted me to say that he did not know what a politico I was after listening to our political episode. Oh, well, there you go. So I scored some points with the old man. Well done. Charles. My mom said... Why are you so cranky on the pop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did did Steph say, can you just remove the last part of that and just say, why are you so cranky? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. Thank God. He's trained well. Smart man. My mom once said to me, and I quote, oh, I just love to listen. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so say we all. All right. Lightning round number two. This I'm calling the Robert Lightning round. Uh-oh. How well you know your soon-to-be former host. Favorite drink? Miller. High Life. No. Yeah. Miller champagne. The champagne. Are you, how excited are you for the champagne-style bottles that have come out in the last year? Oh, you mean the big bottles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're magnificent. Yeah. I bought a whole case. They're such a treat. I, I bought a whole case at Christmas. Yeah. Favorite bar? Muldoon's. Pour Rip, one out from Muldoon's. Rest in peace, yeah. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Close runner-up, Sherwood Forest Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Children's names. Charlotte and Henry. I know, you're just blitzing me on all of these, Chels. I, I know, know all these sorry. things, too. It's all right. I know, you do know. <laughs> all right, Jace, hometown. <sighs> Nation's capital of cultural importance, Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's right, that's right. Wife's name. Jace. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Charles. Uh, Lisa. Lisa. <sighs> Tip of my tongue. All right. You always call her Lise. I so do. That is true. That's why I was not getting to the name. Current home location. 
You are in New Jersey. I can probably get the county before the town because we talk so much about this stupid county. Um, <laughs> I don't think I just, I don't know my New Jersey well enough. That's all right. Yeah. Chelsea, you know anything about this town? Yes, I do. Do you want me to say your address or do you just want the town? Because no, I remember it now that I have to drop off Otis all the time. The dub field. All right, Chase, you got to get mm. this one. Okay, okay. Car. We've never talked about cars in my life or yours. Are you okay, serious? If, let's let's play this game. If if Robert did drive any car in the world, what would it be? Oh, okay. This is a good game. Yes. Mm. What 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 car would you think that I that I drive? Okay. So I have like I have a one that's not realistic but feels right. I think you should be driving a Saab. And I know that's not You're possible. You're so anymore. close. I want it so a couple things. Yeah. If Saab still made the 93. Mm-hmm. I would drive that car. See? And, it, and if it were four-wheel drive, I would drive okay. that car 100%, no doubt. I loved Saabs. They were my favorite yep. with the ignition in the center console. Yep. See, oh, I my God. I love them. Love them. I, love had, them, a, love them. I had a Saab in high school. Love the hell out of that car. I know yep. that's your vibe. Okay. It looks like an airplane in there. It's, it's, it's the best. Oh, it's right. the best. So what's the closest we can get? Well, you got it. The, the cockpit thing, is that's a okay. little bit of a... That's something. I bet it's uh, it's a luxury two-wheeler by our good, good friends at Cadillac. That's right, <laughs> Cadillac, makers of luxury two-wheelers. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I drive an Audi. A okay. wagon. Yes, but always a wagon. Yeah. Favorite soccer club, Chelsea. United. Jace, mm. political affiliation? You are a man without a country. <laughs> That has to make the pod. It's so good. So good. <laughs> Chels, worst attribute? <laughs> Just one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That is absolutely the best. Uh, I don't know. The first time, though, when you started working at Kara and you kept calling everyone like, hi, friend. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what is this? This has got to go. <laughs> like not everyone is your friend. I cannot guarantee that. I know, and yet here I am. Everyone is your friend. <laughs> yeah, everyone's. I, that's that's what I do. Either one best attribute. <laughs> she looks like a deer in headlights. Absolutely mortified. Oh, this is this the last one. This is getting sentimental. Okay, you know that how is, I feel about sentiment. <laughs> right, that is literally the last one. Okay. Well, then we're going to give you a quick lightning round before we end. Fine. Jason, you got a best attribute? I do, but I don't want to lose your momentum here. I'm having fun watching you squirm. <laughs> There's momentum? Where's the momentum? Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, your leadership. Uh-huh. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. even believe it that you almost hit your head on No, I, I, that, that, you hurt my heart. All right, Jace. I would say your stubborn insistence that <laughs> regardless of the realm in which we're talking about, despite the evidence against it, that humanity continues to matter. It is such a beautiful, rare, and redeeming quality that you continue to care and believe uh, that humanity should not only matter, but be an important part of decision-making. Bless you for it. Hmm. In other news at 11, black box to take over U.S. government. 
All righty. If you guys have a lightning round for me, go ahead. If not, I got my wrap. Well, Chelsea, let's see what we can come up with. Yep. I know you've planned. Favorite moment of the almost three years at Kara? When we rolled that first film at the summit and the top 100 got to see that little brand film thing we put together. That's a good one. That feels like five years ago, at least. When you kind of felt that little ripple go across the room, I was like, yep, mm -hmm. that was great. All right, first celebrity crush. <laughs> this is easy. Elizabeth Shue, Karate Kid, 1983 or four. I actually, for a decade, promised everyone in my life that I would marry someone named Allie based strictly on <laughs> Elizabeth Shue's character in The Karate Kid. So Elizabeth Shue for life. I love it. Favorite moment at CES. Favorite moment at your root canal. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Gilly's 1 a.m. in the morning, the 400th time I told you guys I had to go home at 1130. For sure. That was my favorite. Got a lot of good dancing done that night. Some of which I have on, on, on video. That's a different program. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to choose one superpower, what would it be? Flight. Really? Why is that such a bad answer? I, 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 I it went know. over well, like apparently. Teleporting? I don't know. Just because you have a different opinion doesn't make it a bad answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, I'm so sorry. That's it for another episode of The Human Element. Remember, you can get your episodes anywhere you get your pods. Smash that subscribe button. Give us a review. We have all kinds of great guests and new hosts coming your way. Get excited. The only thing more exciting than new guests are new hosts. As for me, ah, thanks so much for listening the past two and a half years. It has been the pleasure of a lifetime. I have so many people to thank. Michael Epstein, Angela Steele, Fiona Lloyd, Sean Healy, Tom Grant, Lowry Carolinen, Jen Ferguson, Misty Locke, all the wonderful guests. The irreplaceable Chelsea Radovanovich and the magical Jason Overholzer all the remarkable people of Kara all around the world. Thank you for your support, your inspiration, your love. The email now and then that said you love the episode. I don't know. meant so much. And of course, for you, the few, the enlightened, <laughs> our listeners, thanks again. I promise you'll be seeing me again real soon. Until then, be well, be just. See ya.